Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensa Wood. I love this country and I decree and declare that our best days are ahead. We are faced with challenges, but God will help us. I said 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 God will help us. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. And I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. If you are online, share this, invite somebody, tell them it's time for church. Let them wake up if they are asleep, they are in their PJs, wherever they may be. Wake up, it's time for church. And if you are ever in the Colorado Springs area, join us as well. This, listen to a testimony we got this week, a praise report. Someone sent a prayer request and they said, pray for me please, that the disability judge finds in my favor Monday the 23rd. I haven't been able to work since February 2017. During this time, I've had two major back surgeries, the last one, 6-20-2019. And they responded again. He said, my goodness, my prayers were answered. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Thank God for that wonderful testimony. And may God continue to keep you. Amen. This month, we have been focusing and emphasizing the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And we talked about the first lesson, we talked about the purpose of Pentecost. If you missed it, you can always catch up online. And we talked about the fact that the reason why the Holy Spirit came was so that he can make us witnesses. So that we can be effective witnesses. One of the reasons, effective witnesses in the hand of God. Last week, we celebrated the outpouring of the Spirit of God, and we saw the many aspects and different ways, the purpose that He came into our lives. We talked about His role in our lives as guide, and we will, uh, we will, we will, and, and different aspects and different things that He's doing in our lives. But today, we will go a step further. And you see, when we talk about the Holy Spirit guiding us, it's so important, important for us to realize it's not, it's, not, it's not something to take lightly. And when he leads and when he guides, he will bring us into his very best. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So let's turn our Bibles to John chapter 16. We have to first realize and come to the realization that he's here to lead us. We are talking about how to be led by the Holy Spirit. Turn with me, if you please, to John 16, verse 13. John 16, verse 13. He says, however, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will guide you, he will tell you things to come. When he comes, he will guide you into all truth. Notice that word, guide. Don't let that word leave you. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Guide, guide. And we talked about the fact that this word in the Greek is hodgos. And it's like a traveler who is a, a tour guide, who is leading you, and you are in, on a journey, and you don't know which way to go, and he's here, his job is to lead you. And it's almost like leading someone also who is blind and doesn't know where to go, and he leads you in the way to go. The Holy Spirit is a guide. So we have to depend on him to lead us and to guide us. Sometimes when my kids, they, they need to make a decision as to who is doing what. They will play rock, paper, scissors, shoe. 
<laughs> to determine who needs to do what. When we need to make decisions, we don't need to, I mean, when it comes to the decisions, the decisions of life, we don't need to play rock, rock paper, scissors, shoe. We have a guy living on the inside of us. He said he will lead us and guide us into all truth. So we have to, we, everyone in life wants to know if he or she is taking the right decisions or moving in the right direction. God also desires, it is his ultimate desire that we should know his will for our lives in order to achieve his purpose and avoid some of the crises that we, we put ourselves into. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, may God lead you. I said, may God lead you. I said, may God guide you. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So when we need to make a decision, we have first have to realize if you are a child of God, it's part of our heritage. God wants to lead us and God wants to guide us. Notice what the Bible says in Romans chapter 8 verse 14. Romans chapter 8 verse 14. The Bible says, Romans 8 14, he says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and join heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we, also, we may also be glorified together with him. He says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons or they are children of, of God. So being led is part of our heritage. And so many times, God wants to lead us. God wants to guide us. And he will try to get his instruction and, his, and, and what he wants to get through to us. Some way, somehow. I will go through the various methods by which he leads us. For instance, the question is, when God leads us, are we willing to obey and to follow his leading? Are we willing to follow his guidance? One time, Jonah heard from God to go to the city of Nineveh to preach the word of God to them so that Nineveh can, can God had wanted to, to, to deliver that nation. He thought he had a better idea and said, no, I'm not going to Nineveh. What, why should I go to Nineveh? I'm going to go to Tarsus, go in the opposite direction, that poor city. And when he was on his way, when he, was, when he disobeyed God, he ended up in the belly of the fish. And three days he was there, false fasting. Whether he likes it or not, he's going to fast. <laughs> Nothing to eat. And he started crying to God for mercy. And thank God for his mercy. Maybe you are running away from the will of God for your life. But I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, may, you, may God have mercy on you as you cry out to him. And restore you back to himself. And by my God, when he got out of the belly of the fish, he had learned his lesson. He headed right on to Nineveh. I'm not going any other way. That is the way I'm supposed to be and that's where I'm going. And when 
when he went, he began to preach. And his message, I have not seen a revival like that in, in, in the Bible. That when he preached, all he said to the people was 40 days, God is going to destroy Nineveh. He went throughout the length and breadth of that city. Three days, that was his message. God is going to destroy this place. God is going to destroy this place. My Lord and my God, when the king heard it, he said, what are we doing here? Let everybody cry out to God. Maybe God will have mercy on us. He be, they, be, they declared a fast. And for three days, even the animals fasted. If, you, if your cow or poultry was, was crying for food, were pregnant, whatever. Everybody, something has to change here. Because if we don't turn around to God, judgment is coming. And thank God we serve a merciful God. When they cried out to God, he, he had mercy on them and spared that nation. But the point is, when Jonah heard the word of God, he did not want to obey. God will get each and every one of us our attention somehow. And I pray that when he leads and when he guides, may we heed his instruction in Jesus' name. Amen. Isaiah 48 verse 17. Notice this. Isaiah 48 verse 17. The first thing to establish is God wants to guide us and believe it that God wants to lead us. Isaiah 48 verse 17. The Bible says, that says the Redeemer, the Lord your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit, who leads you by the way you should go. I am the Lord your God. I teach you to profit and I lead you by the way you should go. I lead you by the way you should go. I am your Redeemer. He desperately wants to lead us and to guide us. But are we willing to follow his leading and his direction? Notice what the Bible says in Psalm 32. Psalm 32. Before we, Psalm 32 verse 8. The Bible says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. My Lord and my God. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eyes. So right here in this verses, he's saying, I want to lead you. I want to guide you. The way ahead, you don't know what is ahead. You may not know what is coming up, but I have sent my Holy Spirit to lead you and to guide you. When the children of Israel were going through the wilderness, God gave them an instruction and said to them that, look, for you to get out of this wilderness successfully, for you to really make it out of here, you are going to have to follow me. You haven't gone this way before. You have to follow me. Notice what the Bible says in Exodus chapter 34. Exodus chapter 34 Exodus 40 verse 34. We are establishing the fact that God wants to lead us and God wants to guide us. Exodus, 30, Exodus 40 verse 34. Thank you Lord Jesus. That is the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. He says, then the cloud covered the tabernacle of meeting 
and the glory of the Lord filled the temple and Moses was not able to enter the tabernacle of meeting because the cloud rested above it and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. When the cloud was taken up from the tabernacle, the children of Israel will go onward in all their journeys. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they did not journey till the day it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was above the tabernacle by day, and fire was over it by night in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all the journeys. When the cloud moved, then they moved. When the cloud stayed, then they stayed. Notice Numbers chapter 9, verse 17. Number 9, verse 17. He says, Wherever the cloud was taken up from above the tabernacle, after that the children of Israel will journey. And in the place where the cloud settled, the children of Israel will pitch their tents. At the command of the Lord, the children of Israel will journey, and at the command of the Lord, they will camp. Once the cloud stayed above the tabernacle, they remained encamped. Even when the cloud continued long, many days above the tabernacle, children kept the child of the Lord and did not. So it was, when the cloud was above the tabernacle a few days, According to the notice phrase, the command of the Lord, they will encamp. And according to the command of the Lord, they will journey. So it was when the cloud remained only until evening, from evening until morning, when the cloud was taken up in the morning, they will journey. By, night, by day or by night, whenever the cloud was taken up, they will journey. Whether it was two days, notice this, a month, or a year that the cloud remained above the tabernacle, the children of Israel will remain encamped and not journey. But when it was taken up, they will journey. At the command of the Lord, they remain encamped. And at the command of the Lord, they journey. They kept the charge of the Lord at the command of the Lord by the hand of Moses. That is divine guidance. The wilderness was a dry place. There were so many things that was ahead of them. And they hadn't been that way before. And so many of us in life, we have to make decisions. We have to make choices. And those decisions are what shape our lives. And God says to us, we, you have not gone ahead of this, this journey. Look, God has been around for a long time. How many of us realize that? <laughs> God has been around for a long time. He was here before we got here. And if Jesus doesn't come before you leave, he will still be around. So he knows what he's doing. And you and I, we, so, we not, not so much. We need guidance every step of the way along that journey. So he told these people that when I stay, stay put, I know the reason why I'm saying stay put. When I stay, go, I know the reason why I say go. These people were wise enough and they said, look, we don't know the way to go. We don't know the way up, up in this wilderness. So we are going to obey the Lord. We are when he says stay, we are staying. When he says, we says go, 
flow we are going. So I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, may God help us on this journey of life. May we be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. May we yield to his guidance. May we yield in every area of our lives. If you believe that, say amen. He wants to lead us and he wants to guide us. And when he, got, when he goes ahead of us, his presence goes with us. Notice what was the result when God was leading, was leading them. Turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 32. Deuteronomy 32 verse 9. Let's look at the result. He says this, for the, verse 9, for the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the place of his inheritance. He found him in a desert land, and in the wasteland, a howling wilderness. He encircled him. He instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye, as an eagle stares up its nest, over its young, spreading out its wings, taking them up, carrying them on its wings. So the Lord alone led him, and there was no foreign God with him. He made him right in the heights of the earth, that he might eat the produce of the fields. He made him draw honey from the rock, and oil from the flinty rock, cats from the cattle, and milk of the flock, with fat of lambs, and rams of the breed of Bashan, and goats with the choicest wheat, and you drank wine, the blood of the graves. Hallelujah. Glory be to the name of the Lord. In the wilderness, a howling wilderness. I mean, you hear sounds. Something is happening in this wilderness. It is a dry place. But when God led them, my Lord and my God, he supplied and met all their needs. He took care of them. The Bible says that for 40 years, even their shoes did not wear out. Think about it. If God can lead people and their shoes do not, will not wear out in a dry place, how much more you? My Lord and my God, everybody, the surroundings may tell you that it's a wilderness, it is a dry place, but not my God when he's leading you, that wilderness will become a most fruitful place. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, maybe you are watching right now, maybe you are listening, and you are going through a dry season, maybe you are going through a difficult time, I can assure you by the word of the living God, that if you will yield your life to God, and let him lead you. I see God turning your life around. I see God giving you a new beginning. I see God providing for you. I see God meeting your needs. I see God touching your life. And you will come out with a testimony and say, and say see, wow, what God has done. In the wilderness. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Notice again the results. Thank you, Lord. In, in Isaiah 58, verse 11. Notice this. Isaiah 58, verse 11. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Isaiah 58, verse 11. Glory be to the name of the Lord. He says the Lord will guide you. How long? Continually. And satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones 
you shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water put your name there whose waters do not fail he says when i am leading you those from among you shall build the old waste places you shall raise up the foundation of many generations and you shall be called the repairer of the bridge the restorer of street to dwell in verse 14 says my lord and my god then you shall delight yourself in the lord and i will cause you to ride on the high hills of the earth and feed you with the heritage of jacob your father the mouth of the lord has spoken i said the mouth of the lord has spoken you shall delight if you follow my leading my lord my god the old places will be built up you will be satisfied in job god will strengthen your bones you shall be like a watered garden that is our god that is our god i said that is our god when he leads and guides he goes ahead of you his presence goes ahead of you i remember when god led my wife and i to move to the states we got married and within within with as soon as we got married within three months i was here oh no no no, no let, let me get this right about four months a couple of months let's see <laughs> We give all our belongings away, all our wedding gifts. We give it all away. God said, come here. I have, I have some, something for you to do. When we came, as we say humorously, we had $1,000 and two suitcases. And when I came, about six weeks later, my, my, my wife came. And we moved to an apartment. Listen to this. We are talking about God leading and God guiding. <laughs> we moved to an apartment. And the apartment that we moved to, I was, I was going to school. And the job that we were doing was, only, was, was providing, this is 20 hours, $6 an hour, an hour, 20 hours a week. We moved to this apartment. And when we moved, it was on the bottom floor. The first night, the place got flooded. So we said, this is not going to work. This is not going to do it. <laughs> Move us to another place. So they came, and we're going to gather our belongings. And when they came, they only saw, you know, when people move, you have boxes, you have so many things, a lot of things. When they came, they said, what are we moving? <laughs> I said, this is where you are moving. What do you mean, what are you moving? This is, this is where you are moving. I said, are you sure? He said, this is where you are moving. They moved us to the third floor. That is all we had. Those suitcases and, and um, whatever, whatever else. Whatever. They, they were surprised. But within three months, we are talking about God's leading and God's guidance. God let someone to bless us with a car. There wasn't a limousine, no. But it took us from A to B. <laughs> I remember sometimes it, ha it, ha it had an alternator issue. So when the car gets hot, it wouldn't start. And so you have to, I, don't, I forgot how, you have to do some mechanics to get the car to start. But regardless, the car moved. <laughs> and it took us from A to B. But not long after that, God began to open doors for us to minister and to be a blessing.
Fast forward a number of years forward. God has blessed us so much, so much so that now through us, we are also being a blessing to others. Glory be to the name of the Lord. When he leaves the dry places, I don't know the dry place in your life. You see, God has a great destiny for your life. God has a great plan for your life. All you have to do is to align yourself and say, Oh Lord, my God, I want your very best for my life. Not my way, not my plan, but your plan. Lord, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I am prophesying to somebody today. May Maybe you are at a rock bottom. Maybe you are at a low place in your life. I can assure you by the word of the living God. As you begin to hear the word of the living God. As you begin to hear and to do God. To, to, to obey God and his word. I see God transforming your life. I said I see God transforming your life. I said I see God transforming your life. If you believe that say amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. If Jesus needed to be led and be guided in John chapter 5 verse 30, then what makes you and I think that we don't need his, his guidance? He says in John 5 30, he says, I can of myself, I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge and my judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me that should be our heart desire as well I'm, I, I can jesus said i can of myself do nothing i can of myself do nothing as i hear that is exactly what i do and he's speaking in john chapter 15 verse 5 says i am the vine you are the branches he who abides in me and i in him bears much fruit for without me you can do nothing how many things can we do without jesus nothing that's what he said i can of my own self do nothing he cast himself totally on the father and delighted in his way i am here on the earth lord i know before i was formed in my mother's womb you had a plan for my life you had a purpose for my life and i can of my own self do nothing so lord i yield my life to you i yield myself to you i submit myself to your will not my will not my plan so far, you have been following your own plan and it's not been working out so great. Get on God's plan. Let's get on God's plan and follow his leading and his guidance and all will go well with us. If you believe that, say amen. As long as you follow him, his goodness and his mercies will continue to follow you. He says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The question is, is he your shepherd? Is he the one guiding you? Or are you the one leading and guiding yourself? As long as he's your guide, you will not miss your steps in Jesus' name. You will not miss your way in Jesus' name. So let's go a step further and, 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 and look at this. How can I hear from God? How does the Holy Spirit lead me? One, there are so many examples in the Bible of those who sought to know God's will and how they heard God. Let's look at some of those examples and, and, and from, from the Bible. One, primarily, first, God leads us through 
inspiration, God's inspiration through his word. One, God's inspiration through his word. Notice the, what the Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. All scripture, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for instruction, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. God will, you see, the word of God is, I, I, I like to call it this way, it's instruction time. It's leadership time. As you are studying and reading the word of God, sometimes as you are hearing the word of God preached, and you will get an instruction. And this morning, even as you are hearing the word of God preached, may God give you guidance and lead you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Most of the issues, most of, of the things that you face in life, the answers are in the book. Let's take, let's take, for instance, someone, someone who, is, who is getting ready to get married. They come to me and say, Pastor, um, I want to get married, but the person I want to get married to is married to somebody else. <laughs> Please, leave the other person's marriage alone. <laughs> and he said, you ask me, to, they will ask me to pray, to agree with them and pray about it. I'm not going to pray that prayer, please. <laughs> we have the answer in the word of God already. The answer is already revealed in the book. So please leave the other person alone. Go and look for somebody else, please. <laughs> that one is already covered in, in the Bible. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? He says, all scripture, the Bible, they were, they were written and inspired by God. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And, and, and so, in many areas of life, we'll get instruction from the Word of God. As we hear the Word of God taught, preached, as we read the Word of God. And this morning, even as you are hearing the Word of God, your faith is being stirred up and you are, you are being fed. And I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you will know which way to go. I said, may you know the way to go. May God open you up. May you open up. And receive from God the instruction and the guidance he leads you. Or for instance, you are a business person. Someone brings a business proposition to you. And you look, you, they are trying to get you to do something that is shady. If, if you have the Holy Spirit in you, you will know right away and you tell the person that look, no matter the amount of money you are, as you are going to promise me in this deal, based on the word of God, I can't do this. That is already revealed. It's already revealed in, in, in the Bible. So in so many areas of our lives, he leads and he guides us. The word of God is the primary way that he leads and guides us. He will not lead us outside the general principles revealed in the word of God. So let's be sensitive as we study the Bible, as we read the Bible, may we, you will not be misguided. May you not miss your step. May you, may I pray in the mighty name of Jesus all throughout your life, may you follow 
his leading and his guidance as you are hearing the word of god you will know what to do i pray in the mighty name of jesus may we follow his leading and his guidance in the mighty name of the lord jesus everybody say amen, amen. i said say amen. amen he said you will hear a word behind you saying this is the way walk ye in it you will see and know the way to go Two, the way that he leads us the, the, the next way that he leads us is through the inner witness. Through the inner witness. We saw that in Romans chapter 8 verse 14. Romans chapter 8 verse 14 and 16. Notice again, Romans chapter 8 verse 14 and 16. It says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. 16, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. If you are a child of God, Ask yourself, how do you know that you are saved? He says, the Spirit of God bears witness with our spirit that, we are, that you are a child of God. That's the Holy Spirit. You know that you know that you know that you know if someone comes to you and wakes you up at night, if you're a true child of God, and asks you, are you born again? Are you in the kingdom of God? It, even if it's at night and you are dreaming, when you wake up, you respond and tell them, I am a child of God and i'm on my way to heaven and as i'm down here god is leading me and god you will not doubt it you know that you know that you know that you know he leads us if you are a child of god through that inner witness and so every time you have to make a decision you, you don't depend on your own understanding lean not on your own understanding just lean on god and trust him and say oh, lord this is the this is what i'm thinking about what do you also have to say about it? What are your thoughts on it? Now, a certain businessman, he said he never lost an investment. He says, when someone comes to me and brings an investment proposition, I will, I will, I, sometimes it looks good on paper. Sometimes it doesn't look so good. I will tell them, give me a couple of days and let me go and pray about this. And he will go, he said, I'll spend some time in my closet. Sometimes I may miss a meal or two. And sometimes the deal looks so good. But I'll get a check on the inside saying, don't do it. And I won't do it. And sometimes the deal doesn't look so good on paper. I'll go and pray about it and I'll get this inner witness that says, go ahead. And I'll go ahead. And he said, by doing that, I have never lost when I've invested. I pray in the name of Jesus, may God lead you and guide you. May, when he leads and he guides, we avoid the pitfalls along the way. In, in every decision, your, your kids, choosing a school, doing career decisions, all these things. This, these are things where we have to depend on God. But thanks be to God, he said. I will guide you continually. I see the Lord leading you continually. I said, I see the Lord leading you continually. I said, I see the Lord leading you continually. He will guide you every step of the way. So how many times we've made a decision and we go back and said, the whole time, I knew I shouldn't do this. I knew I shouldn't do this. I knew I shouldn't go this way. We go 
a different direction. May you not miss your step in Jesus' name. I said, may you not miss your step in Jesus' name. I said, may you not miss your step in Jesus' name. You will be led by God. You will be led by God. Isaiah, that's what I was saying earlier. Isaiah chapter 30 verse 20. Notice this. He says, and though the Lord, Isaiah 30 verse 20, he says, and though the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet your teachers will not be moved into a corner anymore. But your eyes shall see your teachers. Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way walk in it when you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left. Your eyes will see your teachers. Your eyes, your ears will be open to hear a word behind you. As your teachers, as I am teaching you right now, as you are being taught by God, you will hear his voice. See, this is the way going. in. Everybody might be going in this direction, but that direction might not be the way to go. I am leading you go this direction. And when, you, when he leads you, says, I'm the one that teaches you to profit. Three. How does he lead us? He leads us through the stills in First Kings chapter 19. First Kings chapter 19. We see verse 11. We see Elijah got discouraged. Same way that sometimes you and I get discouraged. He has been, I mean, this is a prophet that has just called down fire and he started running away. And what was the reason why he was running away? Jezebel said, I'm going to kill you. And I always think about it. Look, look at the fate of Elijah. And if you met Elijah, wherever he was, and you asked him, why are you running away? He said, uh, I, I worked for God. I believe God. And fire came down. I, I, I mean, prophet, false prophets were eradicated from the land. But there's a certain woman and she's pursuing me. <laughs> to kill me. The, the thing I find interesting is, and he told God, he got so discouraged, he said, God, take away my life. Let me just die. And he didn't die anymore, want to die anymore, that sometimes you feel like, God, this is too much. I can't take it anymore. If you wanted to die, it would have been very easy. Just stay where you were, and Jezebel would have taken care of that situation. Think about it. It's a very simple thing. <laughs> so he didn't want to die. But God wanted to encourage him. In 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 11, then he said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. After the fire, a still small voice. 
Then when God came to him, he kept rehearsing again. And God said, look, don't, don't even go there. You see, so many times you think you are the only one serving God. Please, don't ever think that. <laughs> Thank God in every generation, God has his people who have decided that they will not bow their knees. They will stand for God. And this morning, I see you as one of them. I see you as one of them in our generation. You are standing for God when the whole world is going one direction. My Lord and my God, thank God he will count you in. Thank God you are one of them. Thank God you are standing for God. I refuse to bow to the enemy. I refuse to bow to the world. I refuse to bow to the flesh. I refuse to bow to the enemy. I will stand for God. I may be discouraged. I may not know what is going on, but I know I have a God. I know he will lead me. I know he will guide me. I know he will bring me out and I am willing to follow his leading and his guidance and as you do I see God bringing you out my Lord I sense his presence thank you Lord Jesus glory be to the name of the Lord wow you see we never get to the place nobody gets to the place where they are beyond God guiding and God leading David was one who was in tune with God and led by God. He's the one that said, the Lord is my shepherd. Have you ever seen a sheep get up in the morning and say this morning, we here in, in Colorado, if you are watching across from another nation, we are in Colorado. You say you are going from Colorado Springs to Denver. And I don't need a shepherd. I'm going to go to Denver by myself. Is the sheep going to make it there? No. It's not, it's not going to go right. It's going to be, it, it may turn out to be someone's dinner or whatever. <laughs> End up on someone's dinner table. <laughs> David, at every point in his life, that is the one of the reasons why he excelled so much in his life. He always, Lord, what should I do? Which way should I go? Let's look at some examples in, in his life. Notice in 2 Samuel chapter 5 verse 18 2 Samuel thank you Lord Jesus are you getting blessed this morning Amen. are you being encouraged this morning Amen. 2 Kings chapter 5 verse 18 the Philistines also went and deployed themselves in the valley of Rephim so David inquired of the Lord saying shall I go up against the Philistines Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, Go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into your hand. Verse 20, So David went to Baal-perazim, and David defeated them there. And he said, The Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breaking through of water. Therefore, the, he called the name of the place Baal-perazim. And they left their images there, and David and his men carried carry them away. When you get to verse 23, the same people, notice this. Then David inquired of the Lord, and he said, 
inquired the Lord and he said, You shall not go up. Circle around behind them and come behind upon them in front of the mulberry trees. And it shall be when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees, then you shall advance quickly. For the Lord will go out before you to strike the camp of the Philistines. And David did so, and the Lord commanded him, and he drove back the Philistine from Geba as far as Gaza. One time he said, go up. He didn't just assume. See, don't, 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 don't. It's not, this is not guesswork. He didn't just assume. No wonder he said, the Lord is my shepherd. He inquired again. And this time, God gave him. He said, he said you shall not go up. That's what we, we, we started from. Sometimes he says, stay. Sometimes he says, go. This time he said, don't go up. I'm giving you a different strategy for this battle. And when he did, victory was the result. As you obey God, victory will be yours as well in Jesus' name. I said, as you obey God, victory will be yours in the name of Jesus. One time, they went to battle in first in, in first Samuel chapter 30. Notice why he said he kept saying he said the Lord is my shepherd. They went to battle and they miscalculated. When in first Samuel chapter 30, when they came back. Ziglag, the town that he was based in, had been, had been ransacked. Everybody was gone. They let, all the men went and they left the city unguarded. The women, their wives, their children, everything was gone. Maybe you are at that place right now. Everything is going, not going right. And notice what the Bible says. First Samuel chapter 30, verse 8. The people were so discouraged. Verse 6. Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Another person, the Bible said that they wept so much till there was no more strength to weep. They were, they, they, they were so grieved. They cried till there was no more strength again. If you come, I mean, verse 4. Then David and all the people were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. That's a sad day. When you see men crying and weeping, you know this, this is a bad day. And they said, David, you, you are the cause of this. <laughs> Today is your last day. It's all your fault. It's all your fault. You are to blame. Sometimes it happens like that. But in the midst of it all, when everyone was weeping with no more power to weep, David switched. And sometimes that's what you have to do. Switch and begin to look up to the Lord. He encouraged himself. He strengthened himself. And remembered his shepherd. What did he do? Then, verse 7, David said to Abiathar the priest, Abimelech's son, Please bring the ephod here to me. And Abiathar brought the ephod to David. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? He answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them, and without fail recover 
So David inquired of the Lord. Maybe the present circumstances in the world has wiped you out. But in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, notice what he did. He went to Abiata the priest. He went into the house of God. Sometimes that's what you have to do. Go into the house of God and say, Lord, I need help. And uh, we are here to support you. Sometimes he says, in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. But he inquired of the Lord. Lord, what should we do here? God said, pursue in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, no matter the losses you have experienced, if you are willing to obey God and to do his will, I see God helping you to recover in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I said, I see God helping you recover in the name of the Lord Jesus. If you believe that, say amen. He did not assume. He went out and inquired of the Lord. You are recovering. Somebody shouted, I'm recovering. I'm recovering. He recovered all. Verse 18, when he followed God's direction and God's instruction, he says, so David recovered all that the Amalekite had carried away and David rescued his two wives. And nothing of theirs was lacking, either small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything which they had taken from them. David recovered all. David recovered all through following and asking God, what should I do in this particular circumstance? He recovered. I see you recovering in the name of Jesus. I said, I see you recovering in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You see, God, God wants to lead us and to guide us. One time he got into a city. They wanted to deliver him into the hands of his enemy. And again, David prayed. And when he prayed, God said, don't stay here. If you stay here, that's your last day. He said, yes, sir, I'm out of here. He took his journey and left and his life was spared. No matter difficulty no matter the situation keep saying to yourself the lord is my shepherd he will lead and he will guide i see him leading you and i see him guiding you in jesus name amen, amen. for sometimes he appears makes divine appearances to men like abraham in genesis chapter 18 verse 1 and paul he appeared to him in acts chapter 10 verse 3 to 7 as the lord leads he he's god i'm not i'm not god he when, when he chooses to appear to somebody he can he can appear <laughs> and he's done it before he can do it again and five sometimes he leads to dreams and visions we see that in the life of jacob in genesis 28 10 to 15 job in the in, in his life job 33 15 to 16 and we even see that in the life of cornelius he appeared to cornelius in acts chapter 10 through an angel, that's my next prayer actually, and he showed him in, 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 in the middle of the day, he had a vision and God showed him where to go to go and call somebody to come and preach to him the gospel. 
And then finally, sometimes through angels, angels of God, an angel appeared to help Joshua. In Joshua chapter 5, verse 13 to 15, he, he helped, an angel appeared to help Elijah in 1 Kings 19.47. And then an angel appeared to Philip in, in Acts chapter 8, verse 26. He said, go, go, go and join yourself. And, and through, through that ministry and guidance, he led Philip to go and preach to the Ethiopian Enoch. And that is the first time the gospel got into Africa. Is this, don't, 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 is it when God, God wants, primarily, that's what we started. God will lead you through his word. If an angel appears to you and tells you it is not God's will to heal you, you know that this doesn't line up with the word of God. You can tell that angel to go to hell. Literally. <laughs> Where you came from. <laughs> you are not from God because I know it's God's will to heal me. If, any, any, if you have any vision, any dream, and it doesn't line up with the word of God, please toss it. That's why the key is to be grounded solidly on the word of God. But the point is, of all of this, that God is a good God. He said he will guide you continually. He will make you lie down in green pastures. He will lead you beside the still waters. I didn't even get to it. When he speaks, his, his leading is accompanied with peace. With peace. When you have an agitation in your spirit, when you get that stoplight in your spirit, just stop. That's how he leads us. He leads us through that inner witness. We'd go, go. Stay, stay. It can be the difference between life and death, I tell you. But in the name of Jesus... You will not miss your steps. Amen. I said you will not miss your steps. Amen. Sometimes you've led your own self and, and, and crisis upon crisis upon crisis on crisis. Just because you refuse to obey the word of God. You refuse to him speaking to you on the inside. But in the name of Jesus, even if you have made losses because you didn't listen to God, God is merciful. Amen. He will help you recover. I said he will help you recover. Amen. And sometimes he will lead you to be a blessing, give to somebody, be a blessing to, to somebody else. He will, he will, sometimes he will lead you to share the gospel with others. We talked about that already. He, every day, you get up, get up every day in the morning, and no matter, even if you work for somebody else, report to God first. Like we were talk, talking about last week, if you had Jesus with you all the time and you, 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 you knew he was with you, you wouldn't get up and not talk to Jesus. You get up in the morning and say, Jesus, you didn't even say good morning to him. Say, don't say hi to him. You know this is a busy day. I have appointments, I have meetings, I have, I have this, I have that. Uh, I'll, check, I'll check back with you later. And the whole day he's with you throughout the whole day. And he's watching. And the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He won't bother you if, 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 if you are not interested in, in, in fellowship. God, I mean, God wants to fellowship so much. I remember when, when, some, when, when, when people fall in love at first. They want to be with each other all the time. And talk and chat and do all these things. God wants your closest fellowship. So you go through the afternoon and you don't talk to him. You come back in the evening, turn on the evening news, listen to the news, watch your movie, do a popcorn, do whatever you do. Then you say, oh Lord Jesus, I'm so exhausted. You know what? It's been a busy day. I'll catch up with you the next day. Then you start, start again. Go through the same cycles. And you wonder how life is like that. But this morning I see God transforming someone's life. As he leads and as he guides. I see him transforming your family. 
I see him transforming your health. I see him transforming your children. I see him using you. What an opportunity, what a time to be alive in the end. I see him using you to lead others to the Lord. If you believe that, say amen. amen. This morning, wherever you may be, you see, Jesus Christ said, I know in John chapter 10, thank you, Lord Jesus. John chapter 10. John chapter 10, thank you, Lord. He says, verse, verse 5, he says, They will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee for him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Verse 4 says, And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. If you are watching on TV, online, wherever you may be, the prerequisite to being led and guided, being led and being guided by God is to be his sheep. The question is, are you his sheep? Do you belong to God? Are you his child? Is he the one that leads you? You are longing to fix areas of your life, but you are not willing to make Jesus the Lord of your life and for him to be your shepherd. How I, I have the same heart as Jesus. I he wants to help you. I want to help you, but he can only help you if you are if you are not a Christian, if you are not a child of God, the voice that you will keep hearing will be give your life to Jesus. When and especially when it gets critical, <clears throat> gets critical, and God knows that you are getting close to eternity and potentially you might spend your eternity in hell it seems everywhere you pass and some usually somebody is praying a mother is praying a, somebody a sister is somebody is praying it, so it seems when you when you when you turn on the tv I, you you saw me <laughs> and i was right there when you go to work your co-worker is right there and the whole time that that is the voice he wants you to hear you must turn your life over to god and become my sheep so that that will be the voice that you'll be hearing all the time wherever you go you'll be hearing it on the radio you'll be hearing it on tv you'll be hearing it from your friends and at some point some people wait for it to get to a crisis moment before they make that decision. D don't wait. For the, for, the apost for the Apostle Paul, God had to knock him, like, like we say, off his high horse. <laughs> the same zeal that you have on the other side, we need it on this side. Don't wait for it to get to a crisis moment. This is the day where we are preaching and crying out, return to God, return to God, Take, give your life to Jesus. And I love you. God loves you so much. We came out, you, you came our way today. And we came your way today. So the key here is to give you and make a total surrender of your life. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. We will love to equip you in daily walk. So sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719-235-5535.